Um, we praise God for you. So I have here on the line, I guess all of us are live right now. Um, I'm not sure who we see on the line here, um, but we praise God that we're able to um, experience another beautiful Sabbath morning. Um, we want to welcome you here to the Tabernacle of Praise family, um, where every, every Sabbath we're here worshiping and magnifying the name of the Lord. Hey, we just want to say welcome. Um, happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Um, we pray that you are having a wonderful um, season's greeting on this here blessed um, Christmas day. Um, we're celebrating um, this, this beautiful time. I know some, um, you know, we, 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 we celebrate in so many different ways um, in so many different um, venues, but we're just thankful that we're able to take time out um, of our schedule here to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because he is truly, truly worthy um, to be praised. Listen, just want to share a couple of announcements with you while I have you. You know, we have some guests that will be joining in with us this morning. Um, our young folk are here with us, um, and so we thank God that they're able to take time out of their um, schedule to be a part of our worship time today. Um, but I do want to just share a couple of announcements with you um, as we get into our time today. Just want to remind you that on um, next Sabbath, um, we'll have our uh, special time together. Um, we'll have our special um, worship service as we bring in the new year. Um, we thank God that we're able to spend that time together. We will not be celebrating um, on that Friday night, um, but we will be celebrating on that Sabbath morning. So we want to encourage you to be a part of this awesome service on Saturday morning. Also, if you have any issues with our service, um, if our YouTube is down, our Facebook is down, you can join us by way of our ChristianWorldMediaCenter.com. You can go there, www.ChristianWorldMediaCenter. You can find us there, or you can go to our Tabernacle of Praise SDA Church website. Um, so you'll be able to view us there, but prayerfully, you'll be able to find us on our Facebook as well as on our YouTube page. Um, we just thank God for these many platforms that we have on our Roku, um, where you were able to get this word out into um, the world. So we, so we thank you. Yes, thank you so much. We thank you so much for, the, for these different platforms. Um, we also want to encourage you and, um, to be faithful. Um, this is the season to give. Amen. This is a season to be um, a blessing um, during this time of the year. So we thank God that we're able to be um, in, a, in, a, in a giving spirit. So let's be mindful of our time of our giving. Um, lastly, we just want to encourage you, uh, re remind you, I believe our discipleship class, we will not be having that today. Um, our discipleship class for those that are um, looking forward for that awesome time, um, we'll, we, we will not have that today. So that will be uh, postponed until um, next Sabbath. So we want to remind you of that. Listen, I'm excited about today. We're going to bow our heads for a word of prayer. I'm going to introduce you to our guests, our platform. Um, they want to just share some things with us. We're going to have a little dialogue today, um, but let's just bow our heads for a word of prayer. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we thank you so much for allowing us to gather, allowing us to be a part of this awesome 
um, experience. Father God, we thank you for watching over us and caring for us. You truly are an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, Father, we are more than conquerors. And so as we enter into our worship time to today, um, as we celebrate um, our Christmas, our, our season greetings, our holiday, um, we just bless you, oh God, for without you, oh God, none of this would be possible. And so we give you all praise. We give you all honor. We give you all glory. We thank you and we bless you on this beautiful Sabbath day in Jesus name. Amen and amen. Amen. We have with us um, a couple of our guests. Um, we have Sister Skylar, amen, uh, from the Tabernacle of Praise family, amen. And we also have our drummer, a young man by the name of David, amen. You know, David, David, David killed Goliath, amen. Uh, David slew Goliath. Now, see my elder, Elder Harris. I know, I know this was um, impromptu, amen. But you are in the spotlight, brother. You are live on the platform, so make sure you keep that smile on your face, amen. Because you are live in the room, amen. Uh, but, 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 but we want to go ahead and get involved in our conversation. We've invited um, our young people to come and just and just share with us a little bit. Um, you know, we noticed that in the midst of this pandemic. Um, that um, individuals have strayed away from the church, you know, um, outreach ministry has fallen by the wayside. Um, it just so much has happened. And now that the church doors are back open, amen, um, and ministry never stopped. I just want to be honest with you. Ministry never stopped. Although the church doors closed, listen, people were still hungry. People were still in need. Um, ministry never stopped. But for whatever reason, we stopped. Um, and so we just brought our young people on to just have a conversation, um, just see how can we just get this ball back rolling again. Um, and so I want to just open up the floor with a, a, the, the first question. Um, um, okay, the question number one, uh, uh, what is it that we can do um, to get our community? Let's, 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 let's go with our community first before we get to the church house. You know, we want to start with outreach. What can we do to get our community um, back involved, um, you know, in, in, in church or community activity, things of that nature. What, what can we do as young people to get back involved in the community? I see your smile, Skylar. Go ahead, go ahead and, and uh, lead us out, lead us out. Um, as you say, outreach, um, I feel like if we get more engaged and more involved with the community, that will give them um, the the comfort to come to us, you know, whenever they feel that um, that they're low or anything. Like maybe if we be more um, comfort to them and if we provide them resources, if we, you know, just be a helping hand to them, whether we have to go out and um, provide for the homeless, you know, do things out there in the community that will make them feel comfortable with coming to, uh, coming to us if they need something. So I think that's what, could help us reach the community better is getting out there more and creating a bond with them so that they can feel comfortable. Okay. Okay. So we need to be a little bit more visible ourselves. So we need yeah. to come out of our comfort zone. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Um, uh, D, D, talk, talk to me, man. Talk, talk to me. <laughs> I feel like uh, this back, piggyback what she said, just getting involved with the community, uh, getting to know the people in the community. And uh, um, it's helping those in need, like feeding the homeless, back to school, fairs, mm -hmm. whatnot, that 
book bags or what the case may be for school, um, community events. I feel like um, like youth concerts, mm-hmm. church things, um, block parties. Like okay. I would first have like a little block party for the youth. Yeah. Hmm. And, okay. Okay. So, so, so now a lot of these things that you named, uh, you know, I, I noticed that, you know, like we attend church on, on Saturday and mm-hmm. a lot of these events that, 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 that go on in the community for us to get out there is done also on Saturday. What, what, what's your, what's your take on that? Uh, real talk, real talk. Come on, real talk. I, it just, I feel like, um, just if like, after church, like, mm-hmm. or something like that would have like a, you no, know, a church block party for everybody. And just to, you know, get out and do something for the community. Okay. Okay. Skylar? Um, after church, like he said, after church would be a great time. Um, also, if we're not doing anything during the week, um, it depends on all of our schedules. So during the week would be a great time to reach out. Um, and Sundays, I know some people, they may have open schedules on Sundays, considering the fact that we do attend church on Saturdays. Um, we may have a better, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We may have a better uh, way of doing it on Sundays um, if need to be to do these things. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Elder, did you want to chime in? What uh, You don't have to, you know, is, is there anything you, you think we can, you know, give us some wisdom here? <laughs> well, you know, young people, reaching young people is very powerful. Mm-hmm. And, and, but it's, it's the same as with older people. You know, people, you have to connect with people. That old adage that says, People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care about them. So the past, you talked about keeping it real. So we we talk about just your peers, people that you interact with daily. What does that look like? I mean, is there any atmosphere of God in our conversations? You know, how do we react or interact with our peers on a daily basis? Because that's really... Uh, uh, where the rub is, you know, sometimes there's a lot of peer pressure not to seem too holy, holier than thou and this, that, and the other. Uh, I can remember many times uh, coming up, we had a lot of activities, uh, skating, we would go roller skating on Saturday night. And in St. Louis, of course, we have the famous Skate King skating rink. And Mm -hmm. they had a gospel skate on, on Saturday night and all religions were there, you know, just a beautiful spirit of, of togetherness. And we would spend time getting to know each other. We would go to Six Flags on Sunday or other gatherings, but that provided the platform in which to build relationships because that's what it's all about, building relationships. Okay, okay. All right, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all for that, you know. And I don't, and I just, you know, transparency is um is um key, and I think that that's important, um, especially when we're dealing with our young people, um, that they know that we are real about what we do, especially when they look at us as adults. 
that we're not one way, one minute, and then another way, another minute. Um, I'm all for community. I love community. That's one of the things that, um, you know, um, gets me going in the morning um, is being able to connect with people, um, the disenfranchised, those that are, you know, going through, um, even on Sabbath. I just got to be real with you, even on Sabbath, um, getting out there and just, you know, mixing it up and doing some things that, you know, um, that will that will change and affect lives. And so I think I think that is key. That that is that is key. Um, getting more involved in the community. Um, let's go to our next question. Let's let's go to our next question. I see we have uh, uh, Keon has joined in with us. We thank God for you, bro. Uh, we pray that praise God that you are here. We are. Uh, I'm going on into our uh, next question here, which is now our our church. You know, what can we do to get our young people? Now, we talked about the community. We talked about becoming more visible in the community to get them involved, to get them more excited about the things of God. But what can we do um, for our church members, our, you know, we call them missing members. Um, but, but what can we do to get them back involved um, into the church? Anyone want to take a stab at that? Uh, I'll start off. I feel like we should um, create a culture, uh, create a culture that is relatable to mm. a youth. Okay, I like that. Create a culture that is relatable to the youth. Uh, get, get, give me a little bit more. What, what does this culture, you know, give me a little bit more about this culture. Um, just um, establishing just uh, a bond, like a, a vibe, like with the youth, um, to make them feel comfortable and wanted and um, in the church. And I feel like start there, I think it create, it can create a safe space for them to come be a part. Okay. All right. All right. Anybody want to add to that? Yeah, uh, David, I think that was a good thought, you know, making it more of a comfortable culture for the youth. <clears throat> I think a big thing also is just making sure that we remain transparent with our youth because I mean, the people that's teaching the youth, it's their time now, but everybody was a kid before. You know, and um, everybody's been through things. And something I heard is everybody has a story. So, you know, we have to let the youth know that we're just not listening, blah, blah, blah. And then moving on to the next thing, actually, that we curve. You know what I'm saying? Because there'll more people, younger people be willing to come and speak. And it has to be, like David was saying, a true bond, you know. So um, I think um, a lot of people hold in and they lock themselves away because they're like, nobody cares, nobody cares, you know, and a big, um, what is it, a big, um, a big thing that people feel like with us church folk is that like very judgmental and that you don't care, but I think we do care and that's what we just got to keep on showing that real love, that genuine love, and that'll make a lot more people more amped and accepting to listen and things like that. Loving it, loving it, loving it. You know, um, real talk right there. Um, and as you see, we coming raw. This is not scripted. Um, this is this is this is where we are. Um, and I and, and I too, you know, uh, can relate. 
you know, um, you know, don't let the gray fool you. Um, I was once young, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and 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 I get that, you know, real talk. Um, that 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 genuine, letting people know that you care, let people know that you know, um, it's not just a, I just want you to fill a seat in the in the church house, but I really care about your day to day. I really care about you know, what affects you, you know, what makes you happy, what makes you sad, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that. And so just so you know, um, that's where I'm at as well. Um, any other thoughts, any, any other thoughts? Um, I feel like, uh, of course, having a safe space, but letting young people be themselves, mm -hmm. um, let them be free. Uh, let them, you know, come as they are, you know, because we we all struggle with, as young people, we all struggle with different things, and they come to church, but mm -hmm. uh, a space to, you know, safe place themselves and be transparent and relevant, and that's what you know, that's what young people, and just let them dress how they want to dress, you know, mm -hmm. like. You know what I'm saying? How, how like season folk will, you know, be honest about, oh, why are y'all wearing this testing tested shirt or why are you bringing this? Blah blah blah. Like they want, you know, be themselves, come to church as they are, and let yeah. God use them as how they will. Thanks, bro. Thanks, Pastor. If I could say another thing too. Yeah, go ahead, man. And I have a strong parable just to tie in with this, um, just to like tell a little bit about myself and things like that. Um, I'm an AA and I've been AA before. I was really more strong with it back in the day. I say back in the day, like I'm not 25. But anyway, sometimes we would be in AA and some people would smell like marijuana. So a big thing, uh, it was a big discussion that we had that day and basically what this one wise man was just saying, he was speaking that there's a time and a place to teach people things and to let them know how you feel. Sometimes you could really turn away a soul that really needed to be saved by using a tone or, or not respecting that time and that place. Because we know that AA or um, Alcohol Anonymous and that people, you know, are going to solve their self and we don't want to trigger anybody. But at the same time, it's like AA is an amazing place. So it might not be the perfect time if they come in there smelling like weed with red eyes to turn them away, you know, and be like, you don't need to be here because that person might have really needed to hear something that day. And you don't know how you can affect life in a positive manner or mm -hmm. to, um, them to lead and go do that same thing. So like you were saying, David, with the clothes, I'm not going to shun nobody for wearing any type of clothes. I want our place to be a loving home. And I think God is going to rocket us and bless us. And in turn, more people will listen to your words when you tell them in a respectful and in a, at a better time. Mm, mm, I like that. I like that. I like that. There's so much I can just run with that right now, man. I tell you, I'm, the wheels are just going crazy in my head right now because, um, you know, I hadn't always been here and, and everybody that know my story know that I didn't come in by way of um, the, you know, tra traditional with the, you know, mom and dad that were Adventists and then, you know, my dad was a preacher and so forth and so on. No, I came by way of the road of Damascus. You know, I was, I, I was one of those ones that God called out of. Um, and so, you know, there were, there were days when I showed up in a, a church 
And I just, I just, I just needed to be in that space. Uh, my world was so crazy. My world was so out of control. I just needed to be in an environment where I didn't have to worry about anything, where there was no stresses, where I can just kind of breathe. Um, and, and, um, and so I get that, man. I, I get that. I get that. Um, Sister Skylar, did you, did you want to add anything to this? Um, yes. Yeah. Um, mine is going to be, I agree with both of them. Um, I think that they took the words right out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. But, um, as they were talking, I thought of another twist to this um, because I noticed that the generation that we live in now, we may feel like we're judged by people, especially in the church. And I'm just going to be real about that. Um, so, you know, we may feel like we don't have people to talk to. And, you know, sometimes when we are facing what we face, we don't always want to hear the term christ or we don't always we turn our backs on that but i feel like um christ is what's going to help us get through these things i feel like maybe having more um mentors in the church maybe having more counselors and maybe a mediation that we should have in the church to help these teenagers talk about what they're facing to help them um be able to express how they feel about certain things or just you know be able to come to the church and i feel like as a church we should make them more aware to let them know that, hey, we're here. Um, hey, we could provide you these resources that will, you know, that may help you on your journey of depression or whatever it is that you're facing. So I feel like, you know, us letting them know that we're there, I feel like that will most definitely draw more youth to the church because they know that they can come to, to the place anytime when they're dealing with something, you know? Mm, mm. Elder, elder, help me out, man. This is this is this is real talk right here, man. Come on now. What 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 Skylar just said uh, really hits the nail on the head mm-hmm. because young people they need mentoring, they need guidance. We can't just let them go uh, and let the let the streets raise them. Mm-hmm. You know, need that good foundation, that encouragement, because we know what they're facing out there. They're facing all types of things. The closer we get to the end, the more uh, things that they're going to be challenging, that's going to be pulling them away from the church. So they need that support. They need that lifeline that they can feel safe in sharing, you know, the struggles, the real struggles that, that, that they deal with, that we've dealt with and how we overcame. And so it can't just be on Sabbath, you know, but it has to be, you know, during the week outside the walls of the church and just each one reaching one so we, we can teach them one. And that, thanks, Skylar. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Build our own community. That's it. That's a, and, that, and that is a good, a good segue into something that um, we've been talking about. I know my wife mentioned it and I've been, and I've shared it with, with you now, we're about to just take it to the to the um, to the um, social media platform here, um, where you know we'll have this discussion about what we want to call um, cafe at the top um, on Friday nights, where we can come and you'll be able to have that safe space, um, where you can you know we can tailor it um, young folk style, if you will. Um, but of course, we know that there are boundaries and that there are limitations. That's in life, you know. Um, that's why they have speed limit signs up. If they didn't have speed limit signs up, I think everybody on here would probably be driving 75, 80, 90 miles an hour. Uh, but, but, but we have speed limit signs because there are limitations 
and how fast we're able to drive. And even in our own homes, there are limitations, even as a child growing up. And so we definitely want to um, create a safe space at the top where our young people, um, as we focus in on you guys, um, have a place to come and be able to be transparent, be yourself, um, and understanding and knowing that you know, God is always wanting to take you to another level. God will meet you where you are, but he's not going to leave you where you are. He wants you to become better. Amen. And I think that that's something that um, we can definitely have a conversation about. Um, and that is, um, you know, cafe at the top. Um, you know, we want to roll that out sometime in 2022, um, where we'll be able to have that platform. Um, I know our time is definitely zooming. Like I mentioned earlier, um, we may have to do a part two. I talked to you guys offline. We talked about if this thing get the roll in the way that we think it will go, um, we may need to do a part two. Um, and so we definitely going to look at coming back. But before we leave, um, Skyler, if you could just share with us, I know this has been on your heart. I know you shared this with me a couple of times, even before we got to this um, place um, where you have a, a, a outreach um, ministry that you're doing now. Um, to the effect of gun locks and safety. Come sh share that with us, um, if you don't mind. Okay, first and foremost, I would like to say, um, I, I, I don't want to say I stopped advocating, but I stopped, you know, doing events and stuff in the community due to COVID. And then too, with me graduating high school, I, um, I'm majoring in criminal justice right now. So that's why I really haven't been making as much noise out in the community um, against gun violence. But I do have a uh, gun safety locks in my basement as we speak. A sergeant, um, he noticed the works that we were doing in the community prior to COVID, and he decided to gift us with gun safety locks. So um, maybe, you know, we can come up with something um, in the community to maybe give these locks away, because um, I feel like we need it. Um, kids are getting access to their parents' guns at home. Um, and I feel like, you know, that's why certain kids are shooting themselves because they, their parents, they haven't locked their guns up and it's just quicker access. So I feel like, you know, maybe if we pass those out, maybe that would help decrease that from happening. So, um, yeah, that's what I got on those. So, yeah. I, I, and so you've heard it here, um, at the top, um, where we, you know, we'll be initiating these, um, gun locks, these safety locks. Um, you'll hear more about that. But listen, I just want to welcome, I mean, I just want to say thank you to our young people, our young adults uh, for taking time out of their busy schedule, amen, on this beautiful Sabbath morning to just come and just share with us and just talk with us from the real. Um, no, nothing was scripted. Nothing was, you know, we didn't, we didn't do a lot of planning. I wanted to make sure that this was you know, off the cuff, that we can come on this platform and just be real. Um, because our young people are definitely going through some things, amen. Um, there are some things that they are experiencing, some things that they're, um, that the challenges that they're up against. And I think that it's imperative um, that we as a church create a platform where they are able to be safe because if we don't do it, the streets will. Um, I, I know about it, trust me. I lived it, I walked it. I've talked it, um, you know, one, one would say I, I chewed it up and spit it out, but the truth of the matter is it about chewed me up and spit me out. Um, that's why I'm here where I am now. Come on, somebody. If the streets was all that, I'll still be out there. Come on, somebody. But I recognize that there is something greater 
that the enemy is out to kill, steal, and destroy. And so I am here because of, uh, because of Christ's love for me. So listen, praise, um, kudos to you. Thank God for you. Um, we, we'll, we'll, we, we must do this again. Um, but before you guys uh, um, log out, um, let's just bow our heads for a word of prayer. Loving Father, our God, we thank you so much for this platform. We thank you for our young people. Um, we thank you, God, for allowing us to be a part of this um, platform to be able to just have an open dialogue, an open conversation um, about where our young people are, about our community, and just to see what we can do as a church to be more instrumental um, in making this connection and making this um, bridge um, between the church and our community and the church and our young people. Again, we thank you so much for each um, young person here, each young adult, um, each representative. I thank you for Elder Harris for um, chiming in, and we just give you all praise, honor, and glory. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen again. God bless you guys. Thank you, um, and we'll talk again a little later. Take care. God bless. Yeah. All right. A minute or two to transition. Amen. Um, but we thank God for um, our young people for being on this platform. Elder, what do you think? How, what, what, what do you think, man? What do you think? Oh, I think that was powerful. I think we're on, on to something, starting something, starting 2022 with these young people engaged and, and, and fire them up because we talk about them being the church of tomorrow, but really mm -hmm. they're the church of today. So we need, to, we need to unleash them, train them, motivate them, keep them going, keep that fire going right now. So that's good. Thank you for, for that platform. Oh yeah, and and just and just listening to them, it lets you know that that they want something. They want to do this. Um, I didn't have to twist any wrists. I didn't have to. I didn't have. I simply asked, and and they were just more than willing. So so you know, and this is just three. Hey man, this was just three. Uh, and so and so they're out there and they are willing and they are ready. And so we thank God for you, uh, for our young people. Listen, we want to have another season of prayer um, as we as we continue on, Elder, um, um, before, we, before we have our stewardship piece. Um, we want to remember the uh, Rackley family in prayer. Um, you know, Deacon Rackley lost his brother this week. Um, also, um, I want to remember my aunt, um, Shirley, who lost her husband. Um, this week, Uncle Al, um, Hal, um, we want to um, remember them in prayer as well. Um, is there anyone that you can think of that we need to add to our prayer list? Uh, add um, Jimmy Bodie Jr. Uh, he was um, really sick and he really needs prayer right now. Continue to keep uh, Teresa's parents uh, in prayer as they were involved in an automobile accident, returning from uh, uh, his brother's funeral, mm -hmm. where it was rear-ended on the highway. So mm -hmm. we want to continue to uh, lift them up in prayer as well. All right, all right. All right, well, let's just take this time right now to um, just go before the Lord in prayer. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we are so thankful for allowing us to um, come before you um, on this Sabbath. We thank you again for life, health, and strength and all that you do to keep us in the midst of this crazy and confusing world. Uh, but Father, we know that um, you saw the end from the beginning and you knew that this day will come. Um, you knew all about it before it even unfolded. And so as we come to you, 
Um, as we seek your face, we're asking that you will first and foremost forgive us of our sins. We ask that you will cleanse us even now um, from all unrighteousness and allow your Holy Spirit to move upon our hearts and our minds that whatever we go and whatever we do, um, your name will be glorified. I just want to lift up before you in a very special way um, the Rackley family, Deacon Rackley. I ask that you will cover him, um, cover his family right now as they deal with the laws um, of his um, oldest brother. Um, Father, we thank you that he was able to spend time with his brother. Um, we thank you, oh God, for the brother dynamics. Um, but right now, oh God, he needs you. Um, he needs to know, oh God, that you're still a very present help in the time of storm um, as they still mourn the loss um, of, um, of, of his mother-in-law, God. We just ask that you will continue um, to cover them. Um, be with my aunt Shirley, oh God. We ask that you will cover her um, as she lost her husband of 40 plus years, oh God. We ask that you will just give her the peace that passes all understanding, um, that you will hold her ever close to you and let her know, oh God, um, that you have her in the palm of your hand. Be with the children, um, be with the siblings, oh God. Just be with the family, cover and keep them. Be with the Bodhi family, oh God. We ask that you would just continue to watch over them. We thank you for sparing in the name of Jesus, um, Sister Teresa's parents, oh God, as they were in an automobile accident. We know that that thing could have went so many different ways, oh God, but you put your hands on that vehicle, oh God, and they were able to walk away um, um, unscathed. And so we thank you again for covering and keeping them and protecting them. Be with Sister Teresa, oh God. We pray healing over her life right now and pray that you will continue to give her strength and encourage her heart right now. Uh, I'll be with Elder Harris. Watch over him. Be with Dad Harris, oh God. Uh, we ask that you would just cover my family as well. Be with our Tabernacle of Praise family. Watch over Sister Elaine and Sister Beverly, oh God. And, and we call their name out, oh God, in the name of Jesus. You would just stop by their bedside, stop by their homes and just let them know that you have them. Be with my, my family. Be with those that are battling with COVID right now. Be with my nephew, Zion, in the name of Jesus. We ask that you will cover and keep him ever before you. Be with my sisters and my nieces, oh God. Thank you so much for my family. We thank you so much for this holiday season. We know that this is a difficult time for some. It's reminding them of their loved ones that have um, fallen asleep, oh God. Um, we ask that you would just give them strength as they make their way through this time of the year. Again, God, we bless you, we magnify you, and we give you all praise, honor, and glory. And if there's anything that I've left out, we ask that you would just cover it even now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, Elder, if you can just share with us um, about how how can we support this ministry? How can we how can we how can we give towards this cause? Well, it's just a blessing just to be uh, in the in the house of God, in the family of God, knowing that God is our Father is just a reassuring thought. You know, I was thinking about we're getting close to the end of the year, how good God has been to us. They say, when I look back and think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done, my soul cries out, hallelujah, thank you for your grace and for your mercy. You know, as, as, as I'm getting closer to retirement and many people, the baby boomers, the last of the baby boomers are getting ready to retire. 
and you know you're interested in your 401ks, your IRAs, your retirement funds, all of your investments, trying to see how they look because you want to make sure you have enough money. You don't want your money. You don't want to outlast your money, as they say. A lot of people get nervous. We all depend on the stock market. If the stock market is going to go up or if it's going to go down, it affects your bottom line. You look at the at the at the Fed to see if they're going to raise or lower the interest rates because that will affect your retirement. All these things, what, what Congress is going to do. You know, I'm so glad that there's a hedge fund that and, and the best investment is with Jesus. I don't have to worry about what Congress is going to do, whether they're going to vote for it or not. I don't have to worry about the Fed. I don't have to worry about any of those things. The interest rates, the only thing I have to worry about is staying faithful to God because it's based on his promise. He said, if you return unto me, I will return unto you. He said, I'll give you good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. That's the kind of blessing that God has bestowed upon his people if you're faithful. And so I'm just so happy that God has given us the opportunity to be co-laborers in this work and to just trust in him. You can't be God's giving no matter how hard you try. So in spite of this pandemic, you know, I'm happy to report the treasurer said that, Pastor, that we have met our tithe and offering goal for 2021. And we've only even been in church for uh, uh, four or five months, but God has been good. People have been faithful in spite of the challenges of the pandemic, people being laid off. God has still blessed his people. God's blessings uh, are, are COVID proof, <laughs> pandemic proof. And I'm so thankful for that. I just want to encourage those who have, who have may have fallen off, gotten a little discouraged over this past year to just lock in with God. Get that relationship because uh, the main reason we don't return the faithful tithes is because you don't trust God. And so I want to, I just want to encourage you just to trust God. That's the best investment you can put your money in, your faith in is in God. I'm laying up my treasure in heaven where thieves can't break through and steal and rough doth not corrupt. I'm putting some timber up up above us, they used to say. And so we just want to encourage you as we are ending 2021, we just want to encourage you to give on our cash app, the dollar sign, top giving. We just want to encourage you just to go ahead and as they say, try and square up with God. And so as we want going into 2022, we want to have that momentum just to stay faithful with God every single month. If you get paid weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, however it is, whatever your increase is, uh, just give God his faithful portion and God will be faithful to you. So God bless you as we celebrate God's this Christmas day, celebrate the greatest giver of all, which is Jesus Christ, who gave all and gave him himself for us as the biggest gift of salvation to us. So let's Let's reciprocate and give back to God what we can so we can be faithful stewards to help finish this work to go home to live with him. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Elder. You know, uh, on that note, I tell you, we know that God is a mighty God to be able to meet that goal, our tithe goal for the end of the year. Praise the Lord. 
Thank you so much, Tabernacle of Praise, for um, your faithfulness. Amen. And again, as Elder, like you said, um, you know, it ain't over. You know, we know that um, we still have some that, um, you know, um, didn't, didn't quite make the mark. Amen. But, you know, it's never, you know, it ain't over until God says it's over. Amen. Amen. Um, you're still able to square up, as Elder said, with God. Um, we, we thank God for you. We thank God for you. Um, at this time, we do want to just continue on as we uh, move to our special music right before our message today. Um, we want to hear from our very own um, Sister Beverly um, Stuart Anderson as she bless us um, with a song, um, Oh Holy Night, one of my favorite one of my favorite songs. So prepare your hearts as you hear from Sister Beverly Stewart Anderson.
On the other, I can get this camera on. Yeah, but it still isn't. Amen. Well, for whatever reason, we having some issues with the camera here. So I'm praying that we are live over there. Amen. I guess we're live right here. Can I keep that as a monitor, please? Um, we are live here. So we praise God that we are able to um, I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but we're here. Amen. I'm back and forth trying to monitor this thing, but we know God is good and he has everything under control. Um, we had these little issues, but we are, we are okay. We are okay. Thank you so much. I'm in, ask my, my wonderful wife, if you can pass me my Bible, please. I appreciate it so much. It's right over there. Thank you so much. This is, boy, I tell you, what will I do? What will I do? What will I do? Um, How's everybody doing out there? Did we freeze? Amen. Praise God. Um, amen. Well, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Maybe it'll catch up with us here uh, for some reason. There we go. There we go. Listen, listen. Everything was going smooth until, until we switched we switched it over, but that's all right. We're going to keep it moving. Anyway, you know, preaching sitting down is not one of my, it's not one of my fortes, but we're going to go ahead and, and go by way of the, of the, of the seat. Amen. We're going to go by way of the seat. So we thank God that we were able to get into his word today. Um, praise God. We are, are, are here. Um, let us bow our heads for a word of prayer um, as we get into um, the word of God today. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we thank you once again for allowing us to be on this here platform. We give you praise, honor, and glory. Um, we thank you for our conversation with our young people. We thank you so much for watching over us and caring for us and keeping us in the midst of this. We pray now um, that as we enter into your word, oh God, that your Holy Spirit will fall afresh upon us. We ask you, oh God, that you will come into this space, come into this place, let your presence be made known. And again, oh God, we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do in Jesus' name. Amen and amen again. You are truly an amazing God. Um, thank you so much. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's turn, if you will, um, if you have your Bibles with you, to the book of Isaiah. Um, to the book of Isaiah chapter 9. Uh, we just want to read a couple of verses uh, from the book of Isaiah chapter 9. 
Uh, we want to read verses six and seven. This is a very familiar um, passage in the book of Isaiah. Um, but we want to start with chapter nine and we want to read verse six and verse seven. Um, and I'll read it in your hearing. It says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Verse seven says, and of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon a throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Um, and so today I just wanna to talk to you on um, this topic or the subject, um, what's in a name, what's in a name, let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, Again, we thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do um, in the lives of your people. You are truly an awesome and amazing God. Um, without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we're more than conquerors. So um, have your way today. Speak to us through thy word, for thy word is true. Um, into your hands, I commit my spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen again. Again, thank you so much um, for um, taking time out to be a part of this here. Um, platform today um, as we look at our uh, message today, what's in a name. I know that this is um, what we call the holiday season, um, a season um, to give. Um, and the truth of the matter is I'm aware and I understand that, um, you know, around the world, there are so many different beliefs and so many different um, ideas and so many different religions um, about um, this time of the year. Um, and so I just, I just thought that it would be fitting um, as a, you know, I prayed and said, Lord, you know, which way should we go with this? Um, to just have this discussion on what's in a name. We know that, you know, there is a name that is above every other name. Um, and that name is Jesus Christ. And so we want to get that clear right now. Um, but one of the things that um, I, you know, um, I don't struggle with, but one of the things that I am intentional about, and that is, number one, the spelling of my name. Um, you know, as Jonathan, of course, there are so many different ways to spell Jonathan, just like there are so many different ways to spell Brittany and so many different ways to spell other different names. Um, but one of the things that I am very intentional about is when I see my name without the H, uh, you know, it just kind of just kind of does something to me. Um, you know, if you know you, you, your name is, is spelled a certain way, you want to see it the way that it is spelled. Uh, my name is spelled um, J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N. Um, but sometimes, you know, I get it spelled J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N. And I'm like, man, that's not that's not my name. Um, does it say Jonathan? You know, some would say yes. I would say no. <laughs> I would say it says Joe Nathan. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, names are important. Um, you know, for, I know when my wife and I, you know, when we decided to start a family and, um, we, you know, for, for us, we didn't know the, the sex of the baby until the baby was born. You know, we wanted to be surprised. But then you have some who know the birth of the child, who knows the, 
um, the sex of the child, should I say, I said the birth of the child, uh, the, the sex of the child until the child is born. Uh, but my wife and I, we wanted to wait um, until the child was born, but be it a girl or be it a boy, we were you know, going through um, different books and looking for different names because we wanted to make sure that we name the baby, you know, um, a, 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 a special name. Now, of course, you know, when we name a child, um, we don't really name a child because of, you know, um, this name means running with the wind, or this name means mighty warrior, or this name means, you know, gift of God. You know, normally we name our children names because we like the name, uh, because one of our, you know, family member, uh, you know, had that name and we wanted to keep a legacy going. Um, but at the end of the day, um, we know that names are important. Names are, are meaningful. Um, even as a child, you may come up in high school or in grade school, should I say, and, um, you know, you may, you may receive a couple of nicknames, amen. Um, some of those nicknames, some of those nicknames uh, follow you all the way to your adulthood. Some of us, as we get a little older, we tend to, yeah, don't call me, don't call me little Pookie anymore. You know, my name is Jim or my name is Jonathan. Uh, don't call me, um, you know, whatever the nickname may be. Um, Boots, for example. Um, don't call me that. Don't call me, um, 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 you know, little man. Don't, 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 don't call me, you know, uh, little mama. Um, you know, my name is Betty or my name is Michael. Um, and so we tend to get away from those nicknames, but those names tend to follow you. Um, and, you know, um, and, and, and so I'm reminded of, of, our, of our text today um, as we look at the historical content um, of, of Isaiah. Um, um, Isaiah speaks to, to people living um, in at least three time periods. Um, he speaks to any of the people before the Babylonian exile. He speaks to people during the Babylonian exile, and he speaks to people uh, that are after um, the Babylonian exile. But in chapter nine, Isaiah is speaking to the southern kingdom um, of Israel um, before Babylon, before the Babylonian exile. Uh, um, Israel and Syria are, are pressuring Judah to. To, to form a, a coalition against the Assyria. Um, uh, uh, Ahaz, the king of Judah, uh, is afraid to go against Assyria. So he sends a king's ransom uh, to the Assyrian um, asking for their help. Um, um, Isaiah spoke into a situation where uh, 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 Judah uh, left uh, powerless um, and, and, and they were afraid of the rulers of their, of their north. And as, as their enemies only seemed to grow in strength and tighten their grasp, they didn't know if God was for them. They didn't know if God was with them. They didn't know if God had abandoned them or against them, or, or if he had simply uh, left them to fend for themselves. And among Isaiah's prophecies, about their future defeat, their exile and their return. He includes two prophetic visions of a child who would represent God's presence, embody his characteristics and bear his uh, responsibility of governing his people. 
Uh, Isaiah prophesied this. Uh, he said that there will be a child, uh, uh, that there will be a child, just a, a couple of two chapters before Isaiah says, for unto us a, a, a child is born. He prophesied uh, the birth of this child whose name will signify the presence of God. Just a few chapters back in chapter seven, uh, we read here in seven, uh, 14 and 16 says, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. He says that the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call his name Emmanuel. Uh, he will be eating curds and, and honey. And when he knows enough, to reject the wrong and choose the right for before the boy knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right of uh, the land of the two kings you dread will be laid waste. And so we read that there in Isaiah chapter seven, verses 14 and 16, where he says that Emmanuel, which simply means God with us, like Isaiah chapter nine, Verse six in our reading, uh, this verse is believed to be a prophecy about Jesus. Uh, 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 in fact, the gospel of Matthew quotes this passage in Matthew one chapter, uh, chapter one, verse 23, uh, uh, as it recounts the story of Jesus's birth. You know, this prophecy is an encouragement that God is indeed on Judah's side and an assurance that by the time this child is grown, uh, Assyria and Syria will be defeated. This is a prophecy of the coming rule of Jesus Christ on earth. These verses gather into one announcement. It gathered into one announcement of our Lord and Savior, a prediction of his birth, his deity, his earthly government, as well as just the, his kingdom and the eternity of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So for unto us, a child is born. Isaiah 9, 6 speaks of a child too. Uh, and while some may suggest it's a bit ambiguous whether or not this is the same child mentioned in Isaiah chapter 7, uh, both passages describes Jesus' birth and his character. And so make no mistake about it, for unto us, a child is born. Uh, this glorious prophecy of the birth of the Messiah simply reminds Israel uh, uh, that the victory bringing Messiah, a uh, Messiah, would be a man. For unto us a child is born. In other words, theoretically, the Messiah could have been an angel or the Messiah could have been God without humanity. But the truth of the matter is, uh, the reality is, is that neither of those options would have qualified the Messiah uh, to be our Savior as well as our high priest uh, as Jesus is. In other words, the child had to be born. Amen. Uh, uh, the child had to be born, but for Jesus uh, uh, to fully identify with humanity and to display in his life the servant nature that is in God, uh, he, he, he made 
himself of no reputation, taking the form of the of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of a man. Uh, that's what Philippians reminds us. Philippians simply shares with us uh, that the purpose of Christ's coming was for us. It was for us. Uh, unto us a son is given. Jesus did not happen upon earth. In other words, from eternity, God had planned to give him. Uh, Jesus is the son of God. Jesus existed eternity as the son. The word son is used to show the relationship between the father and son. Uh, uh, for unto us a son is given. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And then it goes on to say that, and the government will be upon his shoulders, would suggest that Jesus will reign as King Jesus. King Jesus, Jesus, King of the world, the government of the entire world is on his shoulders. King Jesus, the government. While uh, uh, will be on his shoulder means that he will bear the responsibility of governing uh, uh, the people. Uh, uh, verse 7 clarifies that he will do this not just for a moment, not just for a season, not, not, not just for uh, uh, one's lifetime, but, but this will be done for all of eternity. Oh, I love it. I love uh, uh, the way he says it. Uh, he says, of, uh, of the greatest of his government and peace, uh, there will be no end in verse 7. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and with righteousness from that time on and forever. So Jesus' reign is not limited. Jesus' reign is not, uh, 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 is not, it, it is not seasonal. It's not limited. There is no end. It is forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. His name will be called. Oh, I love the idea uh, that God said, okay, uh, uh, his name will be called. His name will be called. The idea isn't that these are uh, these will be the literal names of the Messiah. Instead, these are aspects of his character. Uh, they describe who he is and what he has come uh, to do. Uh, uh, he is, his name will be called. In other words, in uh, a somatic thought, uh, the name does not just identify or distinguishes a person. It expresses the very nature of his being. In other words, his name will be called. It's not just an idea. It's not just some, some nickname uh, that we give him. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, like some of us, uh, we receive nickname. No, no. His name identifies this nature. In other words, his name will be called wonderful. What's in a name? Well, when he came, he was a wonder. That's right. 
uh, he transcends human understanding. He is unique among human beings. He stands supreme above everyone else. His name is wonderful because he is wonderful. His name is wonderful. He's above every other name there is. No name like his name. His name is wonderful. It speaks to his, his, his nature. It speaks to his character. It speaks to who God is in Jesus Christ. He is wonderful. I don't know about you, uh, but he's been wonderful to me. I love the song that my wife sings. Uh, uh, she sings it oh so wonderfully. She said, he is wonderful, more than wonderful to me. He's done everything. Oh, yes, he's my everything. He is wonderful. Not only is his name, his name will be called wonderful, uh, but his name will also be called counselor. Now, I get it. I understand because depending on the version that you read, uh, they may have wonderful and counselor separated. Uh, 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 then one version may have wonderful counselor, amen. But whichever way you decide uh, to cut the cake, uh, at the end of the day, the cake has been cut. So whether he's wonderful or whether he's a counselor or whether he's a wonderful counselor, at the end of the day, it speaks to who he is and what his name will be called. You see, Jesus reveals the mind of God. He, he, he counsels us uh, from God's perspective. He gives God's counsel. He is my counsel. Amen. Uh, he is my counselor. His name is wonderful. His name is counselor. What's in a name? Oh, I'm glad you asked. In other words, his name will be called everlasting father, a mighty God. He, 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 is, he is a mighty God. In him uh, dwells all the fullness of the deity and the body. Uh, oh, just, just go to Colossians uh, chapter 2, verse 9. Oh, yes, he is a mighty God. He is an amazing God. He is a, an all-knowing God. He is, he shall be called mighty God. Oh, I love it. I love to call his name. Amen. His name, his name will be called everlasting father. Uh, that's right. This is better translated as the father of eternity. All the ages meet in him. Uh, uh, all of the ages. Hebrew 1 verse 2 puts it this way from the Holman Christian Standard Bible. Simply says, in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. God has appointed him heir of all things and made the universe through him. In other words, the son is not to be confused with the father, although the father and the son are one. I love the way John puts it. John 10, 30 simply says from the King James Version, I and my father are one. Oh yes, he is an everlasting father. His name is, shall be called Everlasting Father. Not to be confused. Amen. His name uh, will be called Prince of Peace. That's right. Peace will characterize his reign upon the earth. Peace uh, that passes all understanding. Peace in the midst of your storms. Peace in the midst of your distractions. Peace 
in the midst of all of the hate that goes on. Peace, there will be peace uh, when it seems as if there, that, that there is no room for peace uh, because of who God is, because of who Jesus is, uh, you shall have peace even in the midst of confusion, you will be able to have a peace of mind. You will have peace in your home. Uh, that's why he has come to give us peace. His name shall be called Prince of Peace. Uh, uh, two of the titles uh, this child would bear. Number one, uh, a wonderful counselor and Prince of Peace. It, it could apply to a, a, a mortal human and in a time when Judah desperately needed wisdom and desperately needed peace. Uh, uh, these would have been the traits they greatly desired in a leader, someone that was a good counselor, someone that was wonderful in their counseling technique, someone that was able to display peace. Uh, they needed a leader. They were looking for someone that would be able to lead them into a place where they can simply just make sense of it all. Because when they look to the left, when they look to the right, when they look up, when they look down, it seemed as if chaos was all around them. And so they was looking for this particular leader, someone that bared the characteristics of a wonderful counselor and a prince of peace. But the other two uh, 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 that they were looking for was one that uh, of a mighty God, uh, the everlasting father are names that would seem to clearly apply to only God. In other words, uh, uh, the Israelites weren't expecting God to be born and live among them. They had no concept of the incarnation. The names and titles always carried symbolic weight to remind the Israelites about who their God was. So they weren't looking for God to come in the form of a man. They weren't looking for God to come in the form of a human. Uh, they were looking for him to come uh, in, in, in another form. Uh, they were looking for him to come in that manner. And this what threw them off. Likewise, many of us in 2021, uh, we're looking for God to come in some other form and in some other fashion. But what we have to understand is that he that shall come will come and will not tarry. We have to understand that Jesus did come in the form of a babe. He's not a figment of our imagination. He's not some type of hype. He's not some type of, 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 of as some will say, uh, he's just a, a, a good prophet. Uh, he's, just, uh, he's just good news. He's just something that we do around this time of the year to just give us this spirit of gratefulness. But I want to suggest to you, my brothers and sisters, uh, 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 that, 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 that he came as a babe uh, 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 and his name shall be called Wonderful. His name shall uh, be called Counselor. Uh, his name shall be called Prince of Peace, Mighty God, uh, uh, Everlasting Father. Uh, 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 they had no concept. Uh, uh, they had no clue of his incarnation. Oh, I, I love of, uh, uh, of the increase 
of his government. Verse seven goes on, uh, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom uh, the order, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from the time forever and ever. And of his increase, of his government and peace, there will be no end. I don't know about you, I, I long for that place. I long uh, for that time uh, when I will be able to, to just be with God forever and ever, to be able to reign with him forever to, and ever, to reign uh, uh, with the Messiah, you see, because his reign will not last merely a thousand years, uh, although the millennium is a special aspect of his reign. And I thank God for the millennium, but there will be no end uh, to the reign of the Messiah, and he will rule for all of eternity. Uh, uh, there is no limitation. Uh, uh, there is no expiration date. There is no cutoff point. In other words, there is no turn off the lights. You don't have to go home, but you have to get out of it. No, 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 no. There will be no end to his reign. Uh, 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 upon the throne of David, Jesus will rule. Uh, 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 he will rule. Jesus will rule on David's throne and over his kingdom, his kingdom, which represents Israel. This is a fulfillment of God's great covenant with David found in 2 Samuel chapter seven. God made a covenant with David many years before the writing of Isaiah that his son would reign forever. This has not yet been fulfilled. Jesus had not yet been seated upon the throne. There is a day coming when he will reign forever and ever. And I would like to suggest to you, we know the story. You see, we can say today that he's he's reigning forever right now. Amen. He's reigning forever right now. Amen. But there will be a day when he will crack the sky and he will take his rightful place. Amen. And he will call those uh, that have given their life over to him uh, to come on up a little bit higher. You have been faithful over a few. I want to make you ruler over much. Jesus can and is a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace for everyone, even right now. Oh, I love the way Revelation 3.21 put it, uh, to him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame the amidst set down my father in his throne. His name shall be called, name is, is, is singular, it's not plural, amen, uh, not his names. In other words, Jesus displays all the following characteristics at the same time. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, uh, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. You see, he is the supreme natural one the supernatural one. He is supreme in all of his ways. He, he, he is the supernatural one. In other words, uh, 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 miracles and supernaturals and, and, and all of these things. He is supreme in all of those. I love the way Judges 13, 18, he is the miracle man. 
You see, man cannot comprehend him, but he can be believed on by the smallest child. He is wonderful. He's amazing. Uh, uh, many are confused by Jesus. Uh, uh, many can't make sense of Jesus, but he is uh, uh, the super vision. One, in other words, uh, he advises us. Uh, he counsels us. He, 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 he plans for us. God understands us better uh, than we understand ourselves. He is the sovereign one. God, uh, 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 he is our hero. Uh, one, 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 one who was strong and, and, and mighty and invincible. He is sovereign. He alone is worthy to be our hero. I know, I know, I know that there are that there are a lot of heroes in the world, but 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 he alone, he alone is worthy to be our hero. Uh, 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 can I can I just can I just finish up with this right here? You see, the word John tells us, John tells us in the in the Gospel of John uh, tells us that the word uh, became flesh. That that, that we, we we read about this fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy in the book of John. That's right. Isaiah prophesied that 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 that, that when he come, uh, he he will be called. Uh, he he will be called wonderful. Uh, he be called counselor, uh, a mighty God, a uh, 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 everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Well, John uh, fulfills that prophecy. Uh, the child who bore these qualities was born uh, centuries later, not a single generation later, uh, 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 and, and he would, would not be merely human, but the incarnation of the living God. That's why John 1.14 reminds us, says uh, uh, that the word became flesh and made its dwelling amongst us. Uh, we have seen his glory, the glory of the Son, the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. In the Gospel of Luke, uh, uh, the angel Gabriel uh, directed, uh, 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 directly alludes to his, his, his famous prophecy uh, when he tells Mary about Jesus. Right there in Luke chapter 1, uh, verse 32 and 33, which simply says, uh, he, will, uh, he will be great and he will be called the Son of of the Most High God. I don't know about you, uh, but I got excited right there uh, that the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's uh, descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. That's right, my brothers and sisters, it will never end. Uh, it, it, it will reign forever. Only the only king who could reign forever is one uh, who lived forever, and the only one who could rightfully hold God's title was God Himself. Come on, somebody, Amen. All these other kings, uh, they they can't rule forever if they're in the grave. Only Jesus can rule forever. Israel was looking 
for an immediate remedy to their physical and political problems. But God's solution wouldn't come for centuries, but it would last forever. Oh, I don't know about you. Sometimes we want the solution to come right now. Sometimes we want relief right now. But you know, God will give you the solution uh, uh, that may, it may not come uh, uh, for a, a, a little ways down the road, but, uh, but when it comes, amen, it will last a lifetime. Amen. This is the kind of relief we want. We don't want relief to break generation. Uh, we, we don't want uh, a relief that's going to deal with the right now. We want relief that's going to deal with generations. We want, we want freedom, uh, not just right now, but we want freedom from generations. I, I don't want to just be free right now, but, but I want to be free and my children and their children's children and their children for generations to come. So we want to break the generational curse. God's solution wouldn't come for centuries, but it will last forever. A uh, beloved one. He, he is uh, the beloved one. Uh, he is everything uh, that I need and some. He is my branch. He is, he is my carpenter. He is my creator. He is my chief cornerstone. What's in a name? Well, he is Christ. Amen. That's what's in that name. Uh, he is my day spring, my fountain of living water, my good shepherd, my head of the church. He is my high priest, my holy one of Israel. He is the I am. He is my Emmanuel. What's in a name? Well, there is that there, there, there is Jesus. Uh, amen. Jesus, what's in that name? The judge. He is my judge. He is king of Israel, king of kings. He is king of the Jews. He is the Lamb of God. He is the Lord and Lord of Lords. He is the Master, the Mediator, the Messiah, the Only Begotten Son. He is the Prophet, the Redeemer, the Rock, the Savior. He is the Son of Man, the Son of the Living God. He is Shiloh. Amen. He is my Teacher, the, uh, the Almighty One. He is the Bright and Morning Storm, the Image of the Invisible God the lion of the tribe of Judah, the shepherd and the bishop of souls. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the word. He is the true fire. He is wonderful. He is a counselor. He is the mighty God. He is everlasting father. He is the prince of peace. What's in a name? The name Jesus. The name of Jesus is above uh, the name of any sickness. The name of Jesus is above any disease. The name of Jesus is above a bad report from a doctor. The name of Jesus is above bankruptcy. The name of Jesus is above foreclosure. Oh, I wish I had my help right there. The name of Jesus is above uh, 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 the, the layoffs and the, and, 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 the, uh, uh, and, and the temptations. The name of Jesus is above terminations. The name of Jesus is above any situation. That's right. You are not defined by your, uh, 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 by your opinions of others or by your circumstances. In other words, you are not defined by your success or even your failures, and you are not defined by the car you drive or the money you make or those houses that you may live in. Uh, uh, but is that the name of Jesus, the name that is above every other name, that's who defines you. That's who qualifies you. That's who certifies you. That's who equips you. You see, what's in a name? In the name of Jesus, there is a that, that, that name 
that is above every other name. What's in a name? Well, I'm glad you asked me because when I think about what he's done for me, oh, I see hope in that name. Oh, I see a financial breakthrough in that name. I see free from drugs in that name. I see hopeless in that name. I see life in that name. What's in that name? Well, I'm glad you asked because I see freedom in that name. I see a right mind in that name. I see one that is able to take you from the uh, from the from the guttermost and bring you up to the uttermost. I see one that is able to deliver you what's in that name. You see, you have to understand. You have to understand that you are identified with Christ and have the power of the Holy Spirit within you. When you look at the name, when you call on that name, that name that supersedes any other name, you are God's precious child and he created you in a way that pleases him. Oh yeah, somebody else may see you and they may have a problem with you, but when God sees you, God smiles. God see you and God finds joy. Why? Because he created you in his image. What is in that name? What is in that name? Well, I'm glad you asked. Acceptance is in that name. Oh, yes, it is. You see, in the name of Jesus, you are, you have your identity. Uh, you may be wondering what your identity is in Christ. Well, 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 well I'm glad you asked, uh, but I can suggest to you uh, that the Bible gives us the ABCs of our identity. In other words, in Christ, you can say, I am accepted in the beloved. I am blessed and all blessings. I am chosen in him. I am delivered from the dark powers. I am elevated to the heavenly places. I am forgiven of all of my sins. I'm God's workmanship. I am healed by his stripes. I am innocent before him in love. I am justified by faith. I am kept by the power of God. I am loved unconditionally. I am more than a conqueror. I'm not condemned. I'm an overcoming the world. I pre I'm predestined to sonship. I'm quickened together with Christ. I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. I'm sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit to his praise, unto his glory, victorious through Jesus, washed in the blood of the Lamb. I'm crucified with Christ. Yoked together with the believers and I'm zealous. Oh, I wish I had my help right there. I'm zealous of God's good work. Why? Because what he done over 2,000 years ago, amen, when he laid his life down that I may have life, he's given me the victory to be able to walk right. He's given me the victory to be able to talk right. He's given me the victory to be able to live right now. I can do what it is that God has called me to do without any worries about who like it or who don't like it. Why? Because I've come to the understanding that that name, that that name holds the, the key to all of my breakthroughs, that that name holds the key to all unlocked doors, that that name holds the power uh, that, that, that once held me down, that he have everything that I need in his name. Is in his name. Oh, yes. His name that supersedes every other name. His name 
<laughs> his name that breaks the yoke. Oh, yes. What's in a name? I'm glad you asked. Hope is in that name. If you're looking for hope, if you're looking for redemption, if you're looking for, for a new life, amen, I suggest you call on that name. What name? None other than the name of Jesus. And guess what, my friends? Guess what, family of God? He hears you. He hears you, and he's awaiting your call right now. This Bible, uh, a friend of mine would say, Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. Amen. He's on the main line. You can call him right now. He's never too busy. He's never tied up. You see, the God that I serve is able to speak to all of us at the same time. That's, how, that's what's in that name, the ability to connect with you where you are. Listen, family of God, that's my time with you today. And I pray, as always, that something was said that would draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if just by chance that you have a desire to, to, to connect with us, I encourage you to go to the Tabernacle of Praise website. Amen. You are, that, that way you can find us. You'll be able to connect with us. You'll be able to reach out to us. Amen. I thank God for you. And again, I want you to have a blessed and prosperous Sabbath day. Let us pray. Father God, again, we thank you once again for allowing us to gather on this here platform. Thank you for keeping us ever before your presence. Again, you truly are an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we are more than conquerors. We ask that you will forgive us of our sins. Cleanse us and keep us, we pray. I pray for all of those that are at home right now, that is viewing this service, that may be questioning or wondering, what can I do? What must I do? I pray, oh God, that you would touch them right now, that you would draw them close to you. Forgive us again of our sins, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, and you have a blessed rest of the Sabbath. God bless you.